Do you remember the first time you ever stood at the edge of a diving board and you felt all the anxiety and all the fear and all the butterflies of like, what am I going to do? Well, that took place for me when I was about eight years old and my parents had uh, dropped me and three of my buddies, Chris, Mitch, and Matt, off at the Gas City Pool in Gas City, Indiana. And in our county, if you were cool, then you would go to the Gas City Pool. And uh, so you, you weren't ready for that rhyme this morning, were you? Yeah. Uh, and so we went to the gas city pool and, uh, we're enjoying ourselves, but we're in the shallow end and we're splashing each other and we're, uh, splashing some of the girls and we're playing Marco Polo and, you know, drown your neighbor, that kind of thing. When, uh, all of a sudden we looked down at the other end and it seemed like that's where all of the action was. That is where the diving board actually was located. So we walked down uh, to that other edge of the pool, and it was about 40 deep of kids standing in line getting ready to go off the diving board. Now, when you're standing in line as an eight-year-old, you don't even think about the diving board. You're just like talking to each other, laughing at each other, cutting up, trying to get the lifeguard to notice you, but not kick you out of the pool, that kind of thing. And so we're, we're doing all of this when all of a sudden I didn't realize my back was turned to the diving board and I was next. And I had never gone off the diving board before. And so I climbed the two steps up to the diving board. I walked, I walked over to the edge of the diving board. And when I looked down, which was only about three feet, it looked more like Niagara Falls. I thought to myself, what have you gotten yourself into? You are going to die. Like, leave, get down, walk away, do whatever you can to not kill yourself. And all of a sudden, I started feeling dizzy. I started feeling queasy. I got sick to my stomach. I thought I was getting ready to throw up in the pool, which that is not a cool thing to do when you're an eight-year-old. And in the midst of all of this, just as I was getting ready to walk back, these 40 kids had must have seen this look before, and they started saying, just jump in, just jump in. And what was only 10 seconds, but it felt like 10 years, I stood at the edge and I closed my eyes and then I jumped and I landed in the water. And guess what? I didn't die. I didn't drown. I didn't pass out. In fact, I had so much fun that I went ahead and I swam to the edge, to the ladder. I climbed back up and we did that for the rest of the day because it was so much fun fun. You know what? I would have never known how much fun it would be to jump off a diving board had I not just taken the risk to just jump in. And this kind of leads us to our big idea this morning, and uh, it's your first fill-in. For those of you on the stream, uh, you can fill it in on the app, or if you're a techie, uh, you can do that as well. And here is our big idea. There are some things in life that you don't know how good they are until you just jump in. There are some things in life that you just don't realize how good they are until you just jump in. Now... There is a similar principle to this 
that is throughout Scripture. But in particular, there is a verse found in Psalm 34, kind of the songbook. And we looked at Psalm 23, uh, uh, the entire last series. And Psalm 34, 8 says this, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay, everybody in the balcony, everybody down here in the auditorium, everyone on stream, let's go ahead and let's say this verse out loud together. You could even memorize it this week if you want to, okay? Whew, that'd be a lot, wouldn't it? But you could do it, okay? So on the count of three, we're going to say it. One, two, three, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, there are some things in life that you will never know how good they are until you just finally jump in or that you taste and see. Several years ago, I uh, went on a mission trip to Tijuana, Mexico through an organization called Compañeros en Ministerio, which in English means partners in ministry. And by the way, if some of you are interested in doing a short-term mission, at the end of this month, we're actually sending a team to uh, Lost Creek, Kentucky, in eastern Kentucky. They've been devastated by all kinds of floods, and maybe for some of you, uh, you would choose to be a part of that. And next week, we're actually going to have a meeting right after church. Uh, for those of you on the stream, you could come and check it out. And uh, we're going to talk about how you can be a part of that. And if you're interested in any way at all, in, on your Connect card, uh, on the blue box that's in the upper uh, right-hand corner, you could just check that. Or on the app, uh, you could check that as well. Or if you're like, I can't go, but I'd like to financially give, uh, you could help in that way. But when I went on this first mission trip to Tijuana, Mexico, my greatest concern was, am I going to like the food? Because this was my issue. I only ate meat and potatoes, and the meat was very, very plain. And in the midst of this challenge that I was having, the pastor who oversaw the mission, his name was Gilbert Romero, he came up to me and he said, hey, I heard you know you're kind of a picky eater. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I really want you to try this dish. And uh, I'd never really heard of it before because I just didn't uh, know. And what it looked like, though, was these slabs of meat with vegetables all around it. And I said, well, I don't eat vegetables. It's against my religion. <laughs> And he said, well, you can just kind of move the vegetables aside, but try the spicy meat, Chris. I think you'll really enjoy it. And I remember I took the meat and I took a bite of it and I was like, man, this is good. And I just had like a meat coma that day. You know what I mean? I was just like eating meat as much as I could. And now our family, I'm not kidding you. My wife would not want me to admit to this, but it's true. We go to Puerto Vallarta once a week. And we eat there, and we eat fajitas, and I like all of it, and we eat it, and I love spicy. But I'm telling you, folks, I would have never known that had I not tasted and seen. Gilbert said, Chris, just try it. Just taste and see. Folks, this is an idea that we see over and over again in our lives. Some things you will just never know how good they are until you jump in, until you taste and see. You know, one of the key principles uh, that we find in Scripture is that everyone is to taste and see 
when it comes not only to our relationship with God, but when it comes to serving other people. All of us should taste and see that, that all of us are, who call ourselves a follower of Christ are a minister. You are called, if you're a follower of Jesus, to be a minister. Now, most of the time, when we hear that word minister, we're like, that ain't me. That's you, bunch. It's all on you. That is your deal. That is not mine. But actually, the word minister, when you look at it, this is what it means. One who serves. One who serves. And the Bible is very clear that every single one of us should be people who are willing to jump in and taste and see and serve. You see, folks, here at the jar, there is not a distinction between myself and you or any of the staff and you when it comes to ministry. Every single one of us are called to do it and we do it together. That's why I don't stand up here and I wear something that is different than you. We're all kind of the same. Now, Caleb sometimes has a tendency to wear things to differentiate himself from you. And I don't know if you knew this. Caleb has a crush still on Justin Bieber. (laughs) And he wears this t-shirt regularly. He has it on today underneath the shirt. He does. And he'll walk around and he'll just sing like in the office every once in a while. Baby, 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 oh, my baby. And he starts doing this thrusting stuff and we're like, whoa, 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 don't do that, you know. But, but Caleb might do that, but no one else on the stage ever wears anything that is distinctly different from you because we're all called To be ministers, we're all the same regardless of what we wear. We don't wear something that separates ourselves from that, except for Caleb. But the rest of us, we're all the same. Same thing when it comes to titles. I've never liked the title reverend. Every time someone says reverend bunch, I look around to see if I can find my dad. Because I don't like that. I don't feel like I need to be more revered than anybody else. I'd rather people just call me Chris or Bunch or Jen's hot husband. You know, any of those things uh, would be fine. I'm good with any of that. But if you're a follower of Christ, there is no differentiation between you and I. We are all called to step up and serve in the church. We're called to be ministers to serve others. One time, uh, I was invited to teach at a church that uh, had a night uh, service. And so I went. It was shortly after we had started uh, the jar. And I went, and we were a few years in, and uh, they thought, I guess, you know, it was the youngest thing that they had had because it was kind of an older church. And so I came, and I gave the message. And then after the teaching, uh, someone came up to me, and they asked me this question. They said, how many ministers do you have? Now, when they ask that question, what they're really trying to ask is, how many people are on your staff? And I thought to myself, no, they said ministers. They were asking, how many people serve? And I looked at them and I said, well, we're only a church of about, you know, two or three years, but we have about 100 ministers right now. And the lady dropped. I mean, she was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. it's grown that much. I'm like, no, that's the truth, folks. We're all ministers. 
Every single one of us, every single person on the stream, everyone in the balcony, everyone in the auditorium, you are all called to serve, not dependent upon your age, whether you're the oldest person or you're in middle school to serve, kids in jar kids. If we are followers of Christ, we are called to be ministers to serve others. Now, it's one thing to believe that. Many of you would say, well, I believe that, Chris. I do. It's one thing to believe it. It's another thing to actually have the guts to jump in, to actually walk to the edge and to say, I'm not just going to stand on the diving board. I'm actually going to get into the pool. I'm going to get into the action. And the question that we often have is this, how do I jump though, Chris? When it comes to serving, when it comes to being a minister, how do I do it? How are you going to jump? You know, that day that I went out to the edge of the diving board and I stood at the edge ready to jump, one of the things that I noticed is that there were many other people jumping as well. And they had so much fun. But every single person kind of jumped differently. Some people had these beautiful swan dives. That was not me. Some people had like, you know, this holding of the nose and they would close their eyes. Some people would do cannonballs. Some would do screwdrivers to try to get the lifeguard wet. Some people tried to do a flip. There were some older people that tried to do flips and they had belly smackers, okay? And everybody had to figure out the what was the best jump. What was the thing that I was maybe most gifted at? And so there was a lot of experimentation of trying to figure out what people would do. But over time, you would notice that people had a particular jump that they liked to do the best, and they would do it over and over again. But at first, you would just have to jump in, and you would have to taste and see. You know, when you're thinking about how to jump when it comes to ministry, I think the most important thing to do is to look at how Jesus jumped. Like, when he left heaven to come to earth... And he didn't just stay a baby, he actually grew and became an adult and he served. Like, how did he do ministry? And Jesus said, this is the way I'm going to do it. He said, I came to serve, not to be served. Let's all say that out loud together. One, two, three. I came to serve, not to be served. Folks, when you are thinking about it, about How am I going to serve? How am I going to volunteer? How could I live beyond myself? You have to begin by realizing that we follow Jesus. He came to serve, not to be served. We must do the same. And we must understand who we are in our DNA. And scripture says this, for we are God's, what's the next word? What is it? Masterpiece. Those of you on the stream, type it in right now. I'm a masterpiece because you don't say it enough. I'm a masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You are God's masterpiece. When God looks at you, he doesn't see a master mess. He sees a masterpiece. Those of you up in the balcony, you are a Rembrandt. Those of you down here, you're a Monet. Those of you on the stream, we don't know what you are, but we're glad you're here. And the truth is, folks, all of us are one of a kind. 
God did not create anyone that did not look exactly like you're one of a kind. Now, for some of you, we're glad there's only one, okay? We're glad that that's true. But you are a masterpiece, and you have been created. Each one of you have been created anew to do good in this world, to use your gifts to do good. God created you to love you as his masterpiece to do good. Romans 12, 6 says this. We, and what's the next word? What's the next word after we? What does that include? All, right? We all have different gifts, each of which came because of the grace God gave us. We all have gifts. Everybody in the balcony has a gift. Everyone down here in the auditorium, everyone on the stream. We are all gifts. There is no such thing as a no gifted person. It doesn't exist because you were created in the image of God who gives gifts. In fact, there are two key realities in life. And this is your last kind of fill-ins. And the first one is this. The reality is I have a gift. And then secondly, God wants me to use my gift. You can say, I have a gift, and God wants you to use your gift. Now, how many of you uh, here got a Christmas present at Christmas? Just raise your hand. If you just got one, you got one. It's like every single person, I think. Okay, how many of you opened your Christmas gift, okay? How many of you still have a gift? No, no, yeah, you all opened it. You didn't wait, right? Well, let's just imagine this for a second. Let's imagine that for this next Christmas, you get me a gift. And if you want to do that, I'm not opposed to it, okay? But you give me a Christmas gift, and you give me this Christmas gift, and I go, oh, thank you so much. And I take it home, and I put it underneath our Christmas tree, and I never open it. And finally, Jen's kind of like, my wife is like, we got to put all the Christmas stuff away. You know, that happens about a month or for us, two months after that. It's usually Valentine's Day because she loves Christmas. And we put it all away and I take whatever that gift is and I put it in the corner and I don't wait. I don't open it up. I just wait. And one day you're kind of wondering like, you know, did he even like the gift that I got him? And let's say it goes months and months and months. And finally, it's like September and you finally come up to me and you're like, hey, do did you like the gift that I got you? And let's just imagine that I said, well, I don't know because I just didn't open it. I mean, I thought about it. I thought I might open it, but I just never got around to it. I, and you would be like, what are you talking about? It's been over nine months and you've not opened this gift. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm thinking about it. I want to do that. Here's the tragedy For many people in this auditorium and for those of you on the stream today, and it's this, that you have been given a gift, but you're not using it. God has given you a gift to serve other people, and you're not using that gift. When you walked in today, each one of you in your program received a card that looks like this. At the top, it says, Volunteer. And if you didn't get that card, just raise your hand. Our greeters are going to pass uh, those out. Don't be ashamed. Don't be like, oh, I don't want to be that person. Up in the balcony, too, just raise your hand if you need one of these. Or you can do it on the app. Just raise your hand. And uh, what I'd like you to do is to pull it out, to look at it for a second. 
And for those of you that are on the stream, again, you can just go onto the app, click on the button that says volunteer, and you have this exact same form that is there on the volunteer button. Now, there are many different hats that are worn to be able to do church uh, each week. Uh, Many hats that we use to serve other people. So, uh, for some of you, maybe your hat is the setup team. What you like is you like to get up early in the morning, you like to put things together, you like to have your cup of coffee, get a little work done, get some, something done, and, and if that's you, what I'd like you to do is to just go ahead and to uh, circle uh, on your card a uh, setup team. Now, for others of you, maybe you're kind of techie, and uh, you are a person who loves uh, computers and media, sound, that kind of stuff, you're a part of uh, that kind of techie age, and you could be a part of the media and sound team. And if that's you, uh, you could just go ahead and uh, you could circle that for the media and sound team. Now, maybe there's some of you, you love kids. Like kids are the thing that gives you energy. You love to hold babies. We need people to hold babies. We got tons of babies and we need them held and cared for. Maybe you like toddlers, maybe you like elementary age, but you love kids. And if that's you, then maybe what you would do is uh, you would circle then jar kids. Maybe for others of you, you're a musician or you're a singer. Uh, today we had faith that uh, sang, didn't didn't she do a great job? Uh, Really, really cool. And um, that was her first time. I asked to be on the band. They said no. Uh, But some of you have gifts in music or you're a great singer. And so you could just circle the worship band and uh, that could be uh, your particular kind of hat that you wear. Now, this is for some of you that are on the stream. You're on the stream regularly. And one of the things that you love to do is to be online, to figure stuff. Well, we need online engagement people, people who are going to connect with people that are online. And so if that's you, especially those of you on the stream right now, sign up for that. For you here in the auditorium, if you're like, I'd like to do with that as well, you can do that uh, either here or you could even do it at your home. And so that's kind of the online team. Now, Some of you are way computer understanding, like you're a a programmer, you know all kinds of stuff, but you don't like really a whole bunch of people around you. And uh, that's okay. We love you because we have a thing called the stream team. The reason all this happens right now is because we have some really computer people that know how to do cameras and move stuff and all that kind of thing. And so you could just circle and be a part right there of the stream team. Now, Others of you, you like to be in control. You like to help people, but you want to kind of show them where to go. So that is called the parking team. You help people come across the street, make sure that they're taken care of, make sure that they're loved. You could sign up right now for the parking team. Now, the cool thing with the parking team, not only would you maybe get a hat, but they actually get a vest too, you know? So you get this vest on and you love that and that's really cool. Now, some of you, I think you need medication, but you love youth. You love student ministry. Every Saturday evening, my kids go, they're 13 and 15, my wife and I get a break, but, uh, you know, some of you love youth, you love the energy, and you could sign up for student ministry. That could be yours. 
Now, others of you are extroverted. You love to greet people, to let people know, oh, you know what? We're so glad you're here. Pass out a program. You're kind of an extrovert by nature, and you could be a greeter. You could just welcome people, say, hey, we're so glad you're here. You could change a person's life just by being kind and loving and doing that. And so that could be you. Or maybe for some of you, you're just a little bit more... um, Let's say you like to be behind the scenes. You don't want other people to know, but you like to serve and you could be in the jar cafe, getting the drinks ready, getting uh, all the granola bars ready, getting the coffee ready. Uh, People would love you for that. And so if you want to do greeting or you want to do stream team uh, using your gift, then uh, just sign up for the hospitality team and that would do that. Now, finally, Some of you are not morning people. That's not the nine o'clock folks, but uh, some of you just aren't morning people, or maybe you go back and forth, but you really like to help with like at the end when everything's done. And so that's our teardown team to get everything kind of done and put in its place and ready. And if that's you, then we want to encourage you to go ahead and to be on the teardown team. Now, If you notice right now, what I have looks like a Dr. Seuss cat in a hat, right? And there's all these things. Now, this is what I want you to know. We're not asking you to wear all of these hats, okay? You're not asked to wear all of these hats. We just want you to pick one hat that you would be willing to serve in. Whatever it is that you would just pick one hat that you would be willing to serve in. And when you do this, you're not committing yourself to every week. You're not committing yourself to even every other week. You're only committing once a month, folks. Once a month. All of us could do that once a month over the next four months. And it takes an hour or less, depending on what you choose, that you could serve And you could change that. Now, uh, some of you uh, might be people who are like, I don't know what hat to pick. And if that's you today, we are actually having a volunteer connect that will be right in the community room. Those of you on the stream, uh, you can check it out too uh, by just filling out the card and, and we'll share this again. But you could go and there'll be people there that wear each of these hats And they're there to help you, to answer any questions that you have. And they're going to have a lot of fun, snacks, food, drinks, all that kind of stuff. Now, some of you have never worn a hat. And the reality is, folks, we all need to select one hat to be able to serve as God's going to grow us in this next season that we have. So uh, right now, what I'd like you to do is to take that card And I'd like you to fill it out and to select at least one of those hats that you're going to wear. And as you do this, what you'll notice, or you can do it on the app as well, is you'll be a minister. You'll be serving and you'll have the fun of jumping in and tasting and seeing. And not just sitting on the sidelines, but actually getting into the game. So we're going to give you a little mood music while you do this either on the app or on this card. And so when you do that, 
What we want you to do is to realize it's so much more fun to get to the edge of the board and jump in and to serve than to not. So take some time right now and go ahead and fill that up. your card down to the aisle one way or the other. Uh, the greeters will uh, get those and uh, they will be able to collect those. So um, if you can just pass them one way or the other, uh, they'll pick them up uh, for you. For those of you on the stream, if you filled yours out again, you just push that volunteer uh, button and uh, you can choose what you want to do. Or uh, if you're a techie and you did that here in the house, uh, we'll know that as well. Um, I just want to thank all of you for stepping up to serve. One of the things over the past couple of years that's been so hard is that when COVID came and hit, uh, people didn't feel as comfortable. And we're hoping that this fall is going to be different, but we're going to have opportunities to serve as the church is growing. And I just want to thank each one of you for being able to do that. Now, if some of you still have some questions or you're like, ah, I'm not so sure. Like I said, Volunteer Connect is going to be in the community room right by the elevator. And you can go ahead and be a part of asking any questions. If you're just like, you know what? I'm just hungry. Then just go in there and take some of their snacks. Um, but make sure that you signed up to volunteer to wear one hat. And today... When you choose one hat, this is what you'll find, folks, is that you actually get alive and you're able to jump in and taste and see and you get the blessing of what it means to not to be served, but to serve. Let's pray. Well, God, thank you so much for every single person who uh, chose to select one area that just once a month that they could serve, that they could 
show your love to other people as they come in. And I ask right now that you would come through the power of your Holy Spirit. And for people that are maybe still on the fence and they're not so sure of God, would you remind them that there is great joy when you just jump in? God, thank you for gifting us in such a way that we have many people in this church who wear uh, different hats that are gifted in different areas. And God, I pray that what we would see is an army of volunteers that are willing to say, what can we do to serve others, to see your church come to its full potential? Thank you, God, for each person who's chosen to just jump in and to use their gifts to serve others. Now, as we continue in an attitude of prayer, eyes closed, heads bowed, not looking around, you know, maybe some of you just have never realized how incredibly in love you are by the God of the universe. That God loves you. In fact, God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to serve you. And how did he serve you? He said, I voluntarily, I choose to be a volunteer to go to a cross. I'm the only one who can do this job. I'm going to a cross and I'm going to die upon it. And I'm going to take on all your flub ups, all your mess ups, all your screw ups so that you don't have to carry those anymore, that you can be set free and you can have new life. And he did that because of his incredible love for you. And maybe today, as we talked about serving, you're like, I want to serve, but man, I never knew that he served me that way. And there's a void in your life. And the only way that it will be fulfilled is if you choose to say, God, I want you to serve me. And now I want to serve you. I want to give my life to you. And today, if you're ready to give your one and only life to God, to commit to him, To say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I want you in my life. I need your love. I need your forgiveness. I need your grace. I need your second chance in my life. Then I'm going to invite you in a prayer. And it's not a prayer that you pray by yourself, but it's one that we pray together in community. And I invite you to simply repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I give you my life. Jesus, forgive me. Make me brand new. I believe you died and rose again so I could live with you. Fill me with your spirit so I could follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.